often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 426. I am your host, Josh Albrecht. And I am once again inside the Slapbox Bunker. It is currently weekend two of the Call of Duty Cold War beta. As uh, it's finally released for the PC, so it's my first go-round with a Call of Duty game on the personal computer. And, uh... I like it for the most part, though I've had some connection problems. My modem in general has been kind of screwed. I did a factory reset earlier, and it seems like it's doing better, but I'm still having a lot of lag on Call of Duty, so I'm thinking it's just probably the fact that it's uh, live now for every fucking system. You know, uh, now the, uh, with this weekend currently, it is on Xbox, PC, and PS4. As, uh, you know, PlayStation 5 is not out yet, so it'll be on that eventually. And, uh, yeah, first thoughts, I mean, it's definitely, man, I'm like, I, like, don't know why I never played, like, first-person shooters much on, uh, co- computer before. It's, uh, something else. It's, uh, how good, like, it's been, and of course, you know, I've got the, uh, scuff controller, and, uh, I played around the settings, took down a couple of things to get the, uh, frame rates uh better quality to try to cut down on the lag like i dropped the rendering rate a little bit uh got rid of uh my allies health bars above them to cut get a little little help uh change the field of view actually increased it to 100 that's just a visual thing to help me see further of course but uh i mean it is i mean i've done salad as i didn't mean to uh have the sound on for that, but I'm checking into the game because I want to tell you my favorite loadouts here. Uh, <clears throat> man, I I, uh, I haven't done this good at a Call of Duty in forever. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, Nikes. I've got to go back here. All right, so, now, uh, like, I had a game last night. I mean, most of my games, I've had a positive kill-death ratio, which I can't say is true for the last few Call of Duties that I've played. It's been pretty atrocious. Uh, but I, mainly, you know, my cut-down with the with that, too, I think is not just the game only, but also I'm playing on a monitor, smaller monitor, right in front of me. Got the headset on at all times. You know, a lot of times I'm playing Call of Duty before, I'm just playing it on my home TV, the big, was it, 47-inch television and I don't have any headset on so the set I'm not paying quite as much attention to uh, the sounds going on around me and I've also cut down the music in the game completely got rid of it and uh, just got the sound effects of like the players around me and stuff so I can hear when they're walking around me and shit so I'm like all in the shit um but my favorite loadouts have got to be I've got uh one where there's the uh the wild cards that you can go to here. Let me just click, click on this stuff. And there's the uh lawbreaker wild card that you can get and that uh, you can equip any weapon class in either slot. So you can have a main weapon 
in both slots of uh, weapons. So uh, currently right now, if you're using a main weapon, you know, you got your submachine guns, your assault rifles, LMGs, sniper rifles. And then uh, your secondaries, you got your pistols, shotguns, and uh, rocket launcher. And then also you can also have a knife in the secondary slot. But with the Lawbreaker, you can have your main weapon. So you can have a assault rifle and an LMG. Or you can just do all secondary weapons if you want, like a pistol and a shotgun. But also with the Lawbreaker, it here's where it gets nice. You can equip multiple perks from one perk category. So, like uh, what I've done with that is uh, on the perks now, I've got uh, in perk slot one... I've got the engineer, which you can detect enemy equipment and score streaks through walls, see enemy score streaks on minimap and reroll care packages, but I don't use care packages. Not really helping me. Um, however, and then uh, I did not do anything for perk two, and in perk three, I've got ghost and cold blooded, so I'm undetectable by spy planes. Whenever I'm moving around, planting or defusing bombs. Or controlling score streaks, and then the cold-blooded, you got the AI controlled score streaks will not target you. Player controlled score streaks will not highlight you. Show up cold on thermal. Players in vehicles won't see your nameplate. So that I think helps out a lot. Um, <clears throat> I'm still in the field, Mike. Though I'd have to use Ninja wanted to get rid of that, which I have not unlocked yet. This is, but uh, on that class also, because so, I have the uh, Lawbreaker. So I've got the uh, two perks in one slot there. Oh, man. And uh, did I screw up here? I believe I did. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally unintentionally took that off. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I'm fucking my set settings up here. Uh, so, yeah. So I got Cold-Blooded Ghost, and then uh, my primary weapon, I'm using the M16, which is pretty boss as far as, like, it's the range-wise, the burst fire. It's got, uh, it's, got some, it's got some power to it. It's accurate, very accurate. And uh, I'm not going to go into all the attachments I put on there, but uh, then I'm using the Milano H21, which is a Uzi. And that one is my favorite weapon so far. I mean, that one... They even nerfed it on this second uh, beta weekend, but uh, I find that it, it did the nerfing didn't hurt me too much. I've got like I've got that sucker on level forty three, and level forty five is the current max on weapons, which I imagine is going to be the max in, even when the game comes out. But it's currently just. Pretty much, it's it's about to get to level forty four, and then just one. I'm just unlocking sights at this point, and then uh, my tactical. I'm actually using the stim shot on this uh, Call of Duty. You've got a stim shot, which uh, over time uh, regenerates. So I don't know if it's sixty seconds or how long. Let's see. Uh, it does not state on here how quickly it uh, regenerates, but. You'll be able to use that multiple times. Well, how the stim shot works is it immediately fills your health back up. So you can use it once, and then you can't use it again until it refreshes. But that is that is awfully handy. Next, I got the lethal of the uh, frag grenade. Now, I, I got some friends that like to C4 it up, but I figure I'd, I haven't tried the C4, but I'd rather 
not do that unless I'm on a stage with uh, tanks and such. Um, I like the sem Semtex. I use that on the uh, Alpha, but uh, I haven't unlocked it yet on the Beta. With the frags, I mean, it's classic. And I go with the uh, proxy proximity mine. Is uh, that harkens back to my days of uh, enjoying playing uh, GoldenEye, uh, James Bond's GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64 as. I'd get a group of friends together, have the uh, four-player rock in on Team Deathmatch. Yeah, I guess we would play teams. Although, I guess it was a free-for-all a lot of times but with, like, four players. And uh, we would uh, have fun just laying proximity mines fucking everywhere. We would play that forever. It's interesting because we would either have, like, Sometimes it only have like one other person over, and we just have like one on one. But uh, even if you had three friends over, it's still just uh, two versus two. If you're doing like teams, so it's not like a whole lot. But I mean, we were, I mean, it was so fun so early on. Like, uh, still probably my favorite FPS of all time. The controls in this, I mean, I in this Call of Duty kind of are. I wouldn't say very reminiscent. Of, GoldenEye. It's not like uh, the, the controls aren't anywhere near like GoldenEye, but like GoldenEye, I it was so fluid and so natural to me doing the controls. And uh, looking at the Nintendo 64 controller, it looks just way too fucking big and just a pain in the ass. But like with GoldenEye and like the uh, wrestling games that they had back at that point in time, like I had uh, quite a. Uh, a lot of fun playing that and it just always seemed like a really well built controller to me and uh maybe it's the scuff that I'm using on this uh, new Call of Duty but like the the sliding uh just seems so so good on this and my aim has been pretty pretty damn good but uh yeah that that uh class with the lawbreakers my main class on here and uh I am Looking forward for the game to actually come out as, uh, it is, uh, I mean, I don't think I'm going to go pro or anything, but it'd be pretty sweet if I could go in some tournaments that possibly could win some money. It would be pretty, pretty cool. It took me quite a while to, <laughs> to get the beta downloaded because I'd never gotten any Call of Duty games on my fucking PC before. I had to get the Blizzard app on my desktop. And uh, it took, because I was on their uh, website forever and I couldn't figure out where to fucking download the thing. And I didn't realize you had to put an app on the fucking desktop to be able to do it. So I wasn't able to download it the day before. And like, damn, I think that's what really <laughs> was fucking with my modem because it took forever to download that damn thing. It really ate up a lot of time. It was, I don't know how many hours it took, but it was a lot. It was like the worst part of video games these days. Is that you can't just put it in the disk drive and play. You know, you got to download massive files before doing so. And I know when the game full game comes out, it's going to be a much larger file. It's going to take a lot longer. Um, but other than that, I'd forgotten to mention. At least I don't recall mentioning this on the. I think this was last week or the week before. I had gotten around to. Watching at least, I don't think this is number one now, but it was number one on Netflix. 
they have a true crime doc, and I love me some true crime docs like the uh, yeah, making a murder, um, the Stephen Avery case. Uh, like I've been, I think that it was there two seasons of that. I've seen all those episodes. Uh, don't fuck with cats. That one's disturbing, but better gonna watch it, you know. And I used to watch the A and E back in the day. And all of that stuff, and or or just like all, unsolved mysteries. I watched a lot of a lot of stuff about true crime, and uh, but the the current one, if you're unfamiliar and haven't watched it yet, it is uh, shit. I lost the name of it. Um, <laughs> American Murder: The Family Next Door. It's about uh, Chris Watts. That uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it, killed his wife and uh, two daughters, as well as you know, the child that his wife was impregnated with. So uh, that was back in 2018, not too long ago. This is fairly recent. It's an interesting documentary because, you know, a lot of times when you have these true crime docs, they just interview a lot of people, and uh, they might have some video of, say, an interrogation or something like that. But this one, there are a few videos of interrogations from people that they do have in there. However, uh, most of the footage comes from uh, the wife, uh, Shanann Watts. She was very active on Facebook and social media, and she had a lot of videos. So you see a lot of video of her and her husband, Chris, and their two daughters and stuff it's and you get the to know what was going on like the weeks and you know even before then like the like them getting married and stuff beforehand leading up to these murders but obviously you know people aren't going to put like all the bad shit on, on social media even though i've seen some people that put stuff on social media they really shouldn't and like why are you gonna air that on the uh, social media but for the most part, people just put the good things and, like, what they want people to see them as on social media. So, I mean, it's not a shock that you would get the impression from their social media that, like, this is, uh, you know, a happy, happy couple or whatever. But you get all this footage of the murder victim and everything telling stories of, like, her life. Then you've got... Uh, once she's gone and it's intermixed, they mix in footage of that from the past with footage of the when Shanann's friend calls the police to uh, say that she's missing. And the cop comes over to the house and they have uh, body cam footage from the cop. It's so weird. It's like it's <laughs> you're actually there. And you, the cop goes over, talks to the husband, Chris. And they go over to the neighbor's house, and then the neighbors uh, got footage. He's got a security cam outside his house that's motion uh, activated. And so uh, they, he didn't really have much caught on that. But uh, and then Chris leaves while the cop is, is still talking to the neighbor. And the neighbor, once the, Chris leaves, he's like, man, he's not acting normal. It's, uh, <laughs> he doesn't normally act like that. He seemed suspicious. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting the way they did it. And, uh, yeah, most of that footage is 
footage that's uh wasn't really even shot for for the documentary they just took footage that was like from facebook accounts or other social media mixed in with uh footage from the police station of the interviews and such but it's an interesting case i had not followed it i'm sure i probably heard something about it once it came out but i did not follow the case and uh I feel like uh, this doc, though, left a lot of stuff out. Now that I've done a little bit of investigating other stuff that's out there about it, like uh, in the doc, you learn that uh, you kind of get a sense of the motive. Uh, He's got this girlfriend, and uh, I noticed right off the bat that, because they show footage, one of the first things they show is footage of the marriage between Chris and Shanann and uh he's he looks out of shape he's overweight and uh looks like a totally different dude when you see him show up uh when uh, his wife turns out that she's missing he is fucking shredded I mean I was like ooh damn man fucking working out that's nice nice you know I can admire that I'm getting out of shape now and fucking 2015 I was pretty solid but I never like lifted weights this guy is fucking lifting weights and he's getting real he was a uh, real cut he's probably got a lot of time to lift weights now so maybe that was his whole goal but I don't think so yeah I don't think he thought that one through real uh well obviously not um but the give you the impression that uh one of his main reasons for wanting to kill his wife is that he had had a girlfriend and it's interesting because all the footage like kind of get the impression the way it plays out in the doc that maybe this is going on on a long period of time but it's not it's only like a couple of days between the time she goes missing till he finally confesses it's like a couple days if i remember correctly i could be off on that um They show the girlfriend. I was like, "Ooh, yeah, she's she's not bad looking." Then, I'm, but they don't really get too involved with the girlfriend. They show some of the interrogation with her, and uh, <clears throat> there's no. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I was looking at a picture of uh, Jim Carrey as Joe Biden as a fly on top of Mike Pence's head. That was a that was a good sketch. Uh, maybe I can get to that here in a minute. Um, <clears throat> but. Uh, but yeah, they they briefly do go over the interview, interrogation, what what have you, uh, of the girlfriend at the police station. And from the doc, I mean, she kind of gives you the sense like, okay, she doesn't know anything about him wanting to kill the wife and such. But then looking into it, I hear more stuff that maybe she did. As uh, they're. There seems to be a discrepancy of when this happened, but uh, the girlfriend had searched for, uh, there was another killer that had a girlfriend sort of situation like that, and then the girlfriend ended up writing a book and making money off of it. Well, uh, Chris Watts' girlfriend apparently did the same thing, but from what I understand, I think it was after the murders happened. Like, I don't... 
I don't know that uh, that happened before. Um, but she had that as a search on her computer. As uh, <clears throat> I th- thought, I saw something too. Um, when I was I was watching some videos, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I think I heard something about him also having an affair with a man as well. But maybe I heard that wrong or read it wrong. I don't know if it was something read or what have you. I don't know. There's, you know, a lot of misinformation out there these days. Uh, yeah, the guy was a piece of shit, though, man. Like He fucking... Initially, he had said... Well, he didn't confess at all initially, and uh, the woman that gave him the uh, lie detector test... And they show this in the uh, Netflix documentary. She gives him an out. She she goes, okay, I know you're lying. You know, I can clearly tell by the polygraph. And uh, then she said, well, you know, did Shanann kill the girls? And then you, she didn't say verbatim this, but she basically said, did Shanann kill the girls? And then you kill her in retaliation. And so he finally, like, she leaves, and then uh, that's what he tells his dad. He tells his dad that, uh, which they have video of that, too, conversation. And he tells his dad that Shanann killed the the children, and then he killed Shanann in retaliation. So, like, the uh, police officer or whatever she is at the, uh, the woman that gave the polygraph, she uh, obviously implanted that idea in his head, but then he eventually admitted to the fact that he actually killed all of them and uh it's uh it's some twisted shit but uh it's like the stuff with the girlfriend I don't I don't know I would be interested to know more about those details I feel like the, there should be a more involved documentary um <clears throat> there's a Trying to find. Oh, that's him and his. I thought that was the girlfriend. Not the girlfriend. Um. Sh- oh, shit. The girlfriend changed her name. Probably a good call. Probably a good call. What sucks is, like, with stuff like this, and, uh. Oh, man. They're wanting me to agree to stuff on this website. Uh. I thought pop-ups were... Nicole Kessinger, that's uh, the uh, woman that Chris Watts had the affair with. But apparently she's uh, trying to change her name. As uh, I guess they were co-workers. And that's how they knew each other. And apparently Chris had told her initially that he was married, but they were in the process of getting a divorce. But he had not informed his wife, Shanann, of that. I don't know that he planned on killing her at that point, but... Uh, there's no, I don't think there's any proof to show that he uh, 100% thought about it beforehand. But she, uh, but yeah, there's the Nicole Kessinger. Apparently she's changing her name. As uh, um, <clears throat> What I was going to get to, social media though. I mean, the, the family of Shanann, apparently after the uh, stuff came out, it hit the news whenever Chris Watts said that Shanann had killed the children and then he killed her afterwards. And uh, apparently a lot of the media and stuff and people on social media 
were um <clears throat> saying like ooh I I get like this totally uh you know on Shanann's horrible she's you know the one that murdered these children and everything and then you have people on social media going after her family and everything and it's like fuck even if like that had been the case like you know this is like her going after her parents it's like th- their grandchildren were murdered regardless of whether it was the mother or the father that fucking did it and uh <clears throat> like it's brutal like the shit that people will say and you get death threats and everything man it's like uh some crazy fucked up shit like wh- who like take why would you take the time out even just to do that in general like, you know what? I'm going to go after this person on Facebook. This person that I don't know and I will probably never know. And uh, really don't know the history of, like, them raising their daughter or whatever. Or why, you know, any of this shit happened. But uh, I'm going to attack these people and threaten to kill them or whatever. It's uh, <clears throat> crazy stuff. As I'm looking through, like, photos of... Uh, like uh the wife and then also uh the girlfriend and how jack man they're like fucking <laughs> dude got totally jacked doesn't look like a guy though you look at him like he doesn't necessarily strike me as a guy that's going to like murder his whole family uh oh here's a here's some shit okay this is an esquire article the chilling details of the chris watts case that american murder uh murder left out uh, Netflix's American Murder, The Family Next Door, dropped on September 30th, and viewers have been scouring the internet for more details on the horrific story ever since. Uh, it's an 82, the 82-minute 82 long documentary is composed of previously unseen police footage and social, me- social media content detailing Chris Watts' familiacide of his pregnant wife, Shanann, and their young daughters, Bill and Celeste. Yeah, anyway, all right, so here's the stuff that they're leaving out. Uh, Netflix's film doesn't explore Chris's psyche too much, but a pen pal named Sherilyn Cattle, C-A-D-L-E, Cattle, Cadell, compiled and published his letters to her from jail in the 2019 book Letters from Christopher, Tragic Confessions of the Watts Family Murders. In one, he reveals the murders were premeditated writing of Shanann's death, uh... All the weeks of me thinking about killing her, and now I was faced with it. And of tucking in his daughters the night before the murders, I walked away and said, that's the last time I'm going to be tucking my babies. Fuck, man. Uh, He confesses that he attempted to smother his daughters in their beds before he murdered their mother, but they woke back up bruised and disoriented, and he instead drove them alive to the site where he buried their mother smothered them again and shoved their lifeless bodies through a small opening in an oil tank. Watts also appears to confirm that his motive was related to his affair in his letters, writing of strangling Shanann. I knew if I took my hands off her, she would still keep me from Nikki. He also revealed that he had previously drugged his pregnant wife with oxycodone in an attempt to cause a miscarriage. I thought it would be easier to be with Nicole if Shanann wasn't pregnant, he wrote. Uh, Chris Watts polygraph has also drawn much curiosity online while the documentary uh, shows footage of him taking the polygraph test it leaves out the particulars according to the tab Watts scored negative 18 on the test this is a miserable fail as a score of negative 4 is considered to signal a lie 
He also referred to his family members in past tense throughout his police interviews, despite his wife and daughters just being missing persons at the time. Netflix's documentary does not touch on the Watts family's financial situation, but according to CNN, court records show that Chris and Shanann uh, had filed for bankruptcy in 2015, three years before Chris committed the atrocious uh, crimes. At the time of filing, Chris was the family's main source of income, bringing in $63,000 of their joint $91,000 annual income. In uh, 2015, the Watts family had just purchased a $400,000 home and was in roughly $70,000 of debt. Though this may be considered a potential motive in the case as well, their situation appeared to have changed somewhat by 2018. As Shanann had started a new job with Lavelle, multi-level marketing health supplement company. Oh boy. They came with a greater income and paid trips. Those multi-level marketing. Um, <laughs> Shanann's brother Frankie Rizusek, uh posted on Facebook earlier in the month recommending Netflix's American Murder. This documentary gives my sister a voice and she speaks throughout it. It also shows what her life was like before he came along and how happy she was with her beautiful family until he cheated and turned into a different person and became that monster. Watts is currently serving his life sentence in a maximum security Wisconsin prison. But, uh, but yeah, they, apparently they've missed out some stuff. I feel like it should have been more of a multi-part doc. Like more of a, like a nine-episode sort of thing, like a making, making a murderer. But maybe there's just not enough information there to make it that many uh <coughs> episodes i don't know i did also watch the uh on a brighter note the danny trejo doc uh inmate number one i believe is the name of that one i uh got it on uh amazon prime i want to say it was either playstation network or prime i think it was amazon prime um but it it was a it was a good watch um I didn't learn a whole lot new that I didn't know about Danny Trejo. I mean, I knew he'd been to prison for a long time. I'd heard interviews, I guess, with him before, but uh, definitely it, it, some of the funny stuff is just listening to people talk about Danny and uh, whenever they call him up and uh, he's <laughs> they'll ask him like what he's working on because he's always working on a movie. Uh, he's got, well, I got to look this up. This motherfucker's been in so many movies. Uh, um, let's look his ass up on uh, IMDb. Uh, of the documentary, it was like 300-something movies, but documentary shot. Well, I guess it was probably shot a while ago, but dude's, you know, okay. He's got 392 credits as an actor, so almost 400 fucking movies. The guy's been an insane amount of shit. Oh, they still haven't. Oh, they still got Machete Kills in Space listed on his thing. So, still possibly going to happen. That better fucking happen. He's getting old. Um, But holy hell. Uh, everybody on the dock, they're talking, to, of course, Robert Rodriguez. A lot of the people that have worked with Danny through the years and that are friends, the Cheech. And they say that whenever they get a hold of him and he's out on a set, they ask him, uh, like, uh, what he's working on. Like, he'll tell them who the director is. And they like, what's the name of it? And, uh, 
Yeah. I work a lot, man. <laughs> Basically, it's like reply. It's just so funny like to work on a movie and not know what the fucking name is. Like that's just crazy to think about. Um Machete. Man, if you've never seen Machete, man, I'm going to have to watch that again soon. Machete. One of the greatest fucking films ever. If you like uh just over the top gore and cheesiness, it's fantastic. Danny Trejo the man. I do feel like the trailer for that inmate number one though kind of ruined like part one of the best parts of the uh documentary, and that's of course whenever uh he talks about when he what sent him to prison, he was robbing a lot while he was uh, addicted to heroin. And robbing a lot. I guess he probably got involved in selling it too. Uh, I'm not sure he did that so much, but I know that he robbed a lot of places. And he would use a grenade to rob places. And he would, uh, he says that worked like magic. He would just pull the grenade out, pull the pin out, and they would just empty the register. Not sure where he got the grenade. He never specified that. I don't think you can just go to Walmart and pick that up. I have a grenade. But it's a, just a dummy grenade. There's no. It's uh, I got it from an army surplus store, and they use it just uh, for training purposes. There's no charge to it; it won't explode. But it's got the pin. You can pull the pin. It's all corroded in it too. Like even if I were to put something in there to work as a charge, it the springs all jacked up. I'd have to like reverse engineer it and figure out how it works. Make, <laughs> but that seems dangerous. I'm gonna blow myself up doing that. I don't want to do that. It's just cool to have like a dummy grenade. But yeah, he's he would go and rob places with a grenade as well as a shotgun. And uh he buried a sawed-off shotgun and a grenade in his mother's yard before he went to prison and then told her, "Don't go near that area. Don't just, just don't go near that area right there. It's not a good idea." And uh it, <laughs> man, I can't imagine that. Like, uh, you have somebody coming over to, like, fix the plumbing, that you know, get to the pipe in the ground somewhere, and like, oh, shit, hey, what's this uh, over here? Is that a fucking grenade? <laughs> or, uh, you know, running some cables through the yard, whatever. Somebody hits a fucking grenade. That's just no good. It'd be bad. Bad stuff. But uh, I wouldn't fuck with Danny Trejo. I don't care how old he is. Uh, man, I'm just scrolling through his IMDb, and it is just insane. Dude does like nine to like eleven or twelve movies a year. It's like if you just have enough cash, I mean, you can get Trejo. I don't know what his uh his going rate is, but <laughs> but shit, it must uh. It's probably not too bad though. His net worth, I believe, I looked at, and it was like sixteen million. So there's uh he's he's made his money, but he works a lot to get that money. Oh man, he was in uh shit, I, I remember if I saw that or not, the the sequel to From Dusk Till Dawn. I know I s I've seen I've probably seen it. The first one's the only one I really remember in the T I've seen the parts of the T V show. Uh Con Air, good stuff. His character in Breaking Bad, uh, Tortuga. He's a, a rat 
gets his head uh, severed and put on a turtle. It's just something fantastic about that. It's, no, I just uh, click over and see fucking Sasha Baron Cohen in uh, the movie poster for Borat's subsequent movie film, which comes out October 23rd. Yeah, very nice. He's uh, got basically, if you've seen the original Borat, he's got a swimsuit where it's just like a a codpiece, basically, but then it's got straps that go up to his shoulders. But he did that same thing with a uh, surgical mask where it's just like over his junk. But he is wearing socks. Like green socks and then uh, like loafers. <laughs> Looks very nice, and uh, I I am looking forward to see that. It's on uh, Amazon Prime, so I won't be getting rid of that now. Thanks, thanks Borat. I gotta feel bad enough for having Amazon Prime because they treat their employees like shit. Now I now I gotta. Let's face it, I wasn't gonna get rid of it anyway. I mean, you get that free shipping. <laughs> They got me in there. Those bastards. They own me. Uh, I feel like there was other things that I had seen recently, but uh, it's not coming to me at the moment. I know I've heard news, uh, upsetting news about Mandalorian, um, that uh, that will be premiering October 30th. I have also watched Fear the Walking Dead, but that's um, the Mandalorian uh, star Pedro Pascal. Rumor has it is that uh, he uh, he he quit the show, and uh, I love me some Pedro Pascal and the Mandalorian. Um, I hope that it's not true. Uh, because then I mean that how are they going to continue on even though you don't see his face I mean I guess they could just do another actor but man that voice is fantastic but then this news maybe it's then here's a thing saying Pedro Pascal and John Favreau are open to a Mandalorian movie so obviously it must not must be some bullshit to it Uh, this is uh, bustle.com maybe Yoda could get the big screen treatment someday in a Variety interview published Thursday, October 15th. So this is after that story came out that Pascal supposedly quit. Uh, but uh, Favreau and Pascal said they were both open to the idea of a Mandalorian movie. Well, there are no current plans to adapt the show into a film anytime soon, Favreau maintained that he was excited about the possibilities because there's no rule book now. Things that you have only seen in the movie theater you're seeing on streaming. And I think uh, it could go the other way as well. But we're definitely open to it and excited to see where the story leads us and have the, that flexibility. Pascal, for his part, is also up for it. I think that the works, the work is so beautiful that I would love for that to be held by a big screen experience. But it seems to work so well that also I'm not sure it's something that I would want corrupted by any kind of change, you know. Uh, Pascal continued, I mean, I certainly know the challenge can be met. It's not like these people don't have the experience if anybody can do it, they can. Yeah. Coming back October 30th. Din Djarin, played by Pascal. Fucking, fucking shit, man. 
finally some 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 bright light at the end of the tunnel that is 2020 the shit show that it is as uh we get to see some more baby yoda i think we uh think we all need that i'm gonna, you know what i'm just i'm going to get in the mood here i'm going to play play they've got another i don't know if this is the trailer i've seen it's probably the uh the trailer i've seen season 2 trailer let's look it up ah See some planet coming up. Don't know what planet it is. I believe they're trying to look for Baby Yoda's, the child's home planet. And I and the point is they're going to seek out Jedi. Oh, great music. Show me the one whose safety deemed such oh. destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. That looks like Tatooine. The songs of Eon's past <laughs> tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. Sorcerers. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. This is the way. Looks so nice, man. X-Wings. TIE Fighters. You know this is no place for a child. Jetpacks. Wherever I go, he goes. So I've heard. Oh, he's got the missiles again that he used. The uh, whistling missile things. I forgot what they actually called there. This is the way. This is the way. Okay, so that article there from October 16th made it sound like he's not, he's not quitting. So that's... I can get some sleep tonight. It'll be, it'll be for the best. I can, uh, can look forward to that. There's something else I was just about to look up and... Uh, don't recall. I got all sidetracked by uh, Mando. Was, uh, Mando is just good stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that. I guess that scene. There is that scene that does look possibly Tatooine esque. I don't think he's been certain searching out uh, Luke Skywalker, but. Uh, probably be uh, searching. I mean, it is they've got a lot of names that they've thrown out there possible people. I've tried to st- tried to stop looking into it. Obviously, though, I saw the stuff about Pedro supposedly quitting uh, over the fact that the rumor has it is that he's not showing his face enough. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think that's true, though. Hopefully. We'll go with that. Um, shit. I mean, there was something else. It's right on the top of my tongue. It also sucks, man. It's Halloween and can't do like normal Halloween stuff. Thanks, COVID. I mean, we're wearing masks all the time, but not cool masks. I mean, I guess you can wear some cool masks. I mean, 
be a little awkward for me to go around, say, like, in my Darth Vader mask all day. It's hard to see out of that thing. And probably wouldn't be a whole lot of good for me to wear my Jason mask. <laughs> You'll have to have the mask underneath that. It doesn't cover the mouth very well. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it, I thought I had that on silent. Oh, medical marijuana sales begin in St. Louis County. Patients line up at two licensed dispensaries. Uh, that is, uh, oh no, I wanted to keep that notification. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, get that weed card up is, uh, could come in awfully handy these days. So far, haven't gotten the flu after getting the flu shot too. So that's, that's, that's some bright stuff, you know? Some bright stuff. Oh, one thing I was going to get back to. <laughs> uh, the uh, Saturday Night Live last week. I'm the. I grew up being a fan of Jim Carrey. Seeing uh, you know, uh, him on In Living Color, which I loved. You know, Fire Marshal Bill, and uh, he had the female bodybuilder. I can't remember the female bodybuilder's name. And uh, several other characters he would do. Like he had the, uh, there was the juicer guy that uh, he did a spoof of that used to do infomercials. That sketch was really fantastic. Like, uh, And uh, then, of course, you know, Dumb and Dumber and uh, Ace Ventura. Well, Ace Ventura came out before Dumb and Dumber. But, like you had Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber just one, two, three come out and just sent him into the fucking stratosphere. And, uh, you know, I love that shit. I was in junior high when that Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber all, like, hit. And it was just my early mind being corrupted by Jim Carrey and just just loving that shit. I watched those movies on loop. And uh, seeing he Jim Carrey's been on Senate Live, I guess, several times now. He's uh, hosted two or three times now. Um, but it took a long time before he ever hosted. Uh, but he was on, of course, the last two weeks as Joe Biden. And this last one was fantastic because Jim Carrey actually started out as an impressionist. And he does some, he'll do some really obscure impressions. Because a lot of times with comedians, you get an impression out there, like, a, say, a Chris Walken. Like, there's so many people that do a Chris Walken. I do a shitty Chris Walken. And I'm basically just doing an impression of, like, Jay Moore doing fucking Chris Walken. Hey, that, as watch, his ass. Seven years, he even died of dysentery. So I can't really do it very well. I haven't tried it in years, and I'm awfully cotton mouth. Um, but... But yeah, Jim Carrey would pull shit out that he, I mean, he would just have like Alan Thicke. Like how many fucking people do Alan Thicke? Maybe there's some Canadian people that, that that's more popular there. I don't know, but he'll just whip out some weird fucking impressions. Bill Hader is another one who'll do, do that. Like he does a lot of the true crime broadcasters. And uh, so uh, anyway, the sketch, you can find it on YouTube. Um <laughs> and uh, it's the vice presidential debate because Mike Pence had uh, famously had the fly on his head, which 
Uh, apparently that happened to Hillary Clinton in 2016 as well, and I guess it made kind of some talk about it for a little bit, but it wasn't as noticeable And Hillary Clinton said, on Mike Pence, you got that just plain white hair, like ultra white hair, and it's just the contrast with the fly on there. You couldn't help but notice, and that fly just didn't move. It sat there, which was kind of funny. But uh, <laughs> they on the SNL, Jim Carrey's uh, Joe Biden again. And uh, <laughs> he gets in a teleporting machine, and it goes all oh, the fly, and the fly goes on the window. It's just like the uh, old movie The Fly. And they took the remake of The Fly, rather, not the Vincent Price original, but the 1980s uh, Jeff Goldblum classic, which is a great film. Uh, if you like like horror movies and kind of sci-fi ish shit, and it, it's a darker one, man. Like it, it gets uh, it's quite a bit different than the original Fly, than the uh, Vincent Price, which I believe there was a couple of those with Vincent Price. Um, but Joe Biden in the sketch decides he's got to teleport to the vice presidential debate, I guess, to to save everything. And so a fly gets on the window and he ends up teleporting <laughs> as a fly to uh, the top of Mike Pence's head. And uh, the great part is you get to see Jim Carrey as Joe Biden doing a Jeff Goldblum impression. <laughs> but it's just like a dead on like Jeff Goldblum it's just so fantastic there's a I gotta pull that up real quick uh let's see if I uh there we go fly Jim Carrey let's uh let's pull this up here it's the cold open the cold opens are usually the ones they really pull here let's uh get to it as uh damn it's near the end here we go there's Joe Jim is Joe. And, uh, okay, here we go. Turn up some volume. And Don't worry. I'll wear a mask. Made by Amtrak, the teleporter. Some shades on. Oh, I gotta hear his. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> just have used the footage of Jeff Goldblum getting in the teleporter and then put Joe Biden's face over it. Gotta love the production value. We see the fly on the glass. And that is how President Trump will make the economy better by making it worse. I'm sorry to interrupt Vice President Pence. There's a um war on police in this country. I couldn't agree more. No, no, there's a um there's a giant lack of respect for militias, you're darn right. <laughs> no, <laughs> Senator Harris, help me out. Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> Damn it, get to the gold bloom. Here we go. <laughs> Joe Biden is a fly. Here we go. Let me at him. Let me at him. Shoot, doing the handguns. Mr. Vice that. President, do you not feel that at all? I'll tell you what I feel, Susan. I feel for the businesses that are going to be crippled by Joe Biden's tax cuts. 
Yes, yes, your economy. Here we go. You're so in the toilet. I want to lay my eggs on it. What, what? <laughs> oh, no, there must have been a fly in the teleportation machine. That's why Joe turned into a fly. Yeah, but that doesn't explain why he sounds like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> God created dinosaurs. Dinosaurs became Republican. Republicans created Trump. Trump destroys God. Ooh. Oh, no. Now he's gone full Goldblum. He even has the classes. Apartments.com. The most popular place to find a place. No, no, yes, yes, because life finds a way. Uh, Mr. Vice President. Looks yes. older. Mr. Vice President, there's another one. What did you call it? It seemed like the impression was uh, a little bit more like dead on to me, to, to Goldblum. I can hear the Goldblum, but... Uh, Jim Carrey used to do some just straight on, dead on, like, impressions, man. But I, I do love his, like, Alan Thick. If you ever looked that up, holy fuck. Alan, oh, I'm going to have to look that up. Jim Carrey, Alan Thick. Man. No, 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 I don't want... want uh, there's, uh, shit. These are too long of videos. I was hoping... <laughs> old stuff here. Doing the whole show. Jesus. Oh, it's him on the Alan Thick show. That's... I forgot. Yeah. Uh, let's see if this helps at all. No. Hmm. Oh, wait, this is him on an In Living Color doing Alan Thick. Welcome back. I'm Alan Thick, sitting in for Johnny Carson. Because everyone knows at this point another Carson impression would be totally passe. Ed won't be here tonight either. He woke up with the head of a Clydesdale in his bed. I guess when you're in between marriages, you'll bring home anything. <laughs> All right. Our next guest is Joan Embry from the San Diego Anthropological Institute. As you know, Joan is always bringing with her strange and exotic inhabitants of the planet. And tonight she's bringing us an endangered species. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Joan Embry. He's Alantic. It's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Uh, the late great Alan Thicke. Mike! Ben! Boner! B -b -b boner uh, That may... Oh, I did watch the uh, Adam Sandler uh, flick as well. The uh, Hubie Halloween. Uh, it was It was alright. I mean, it's definitely geared more towards kids. It's a little... Uh, I feel like I'm a little old for it. But, uh... They do bring back uh, Ben Stiller's character from Happy Gilmore. And uh, I think there might have been uh, a few other 
um, Happy Gilmore characters. But Ben Stiller had the uh, the orderly from Happy Gilmore. He's like in there. Uh, oh, here we go. This is uh, Ben Stiller. Let's see what they have to say about that. <laughs> See, it's a, this is an article on Yahoo. It says, Adam Sandler on that top secret cameo in Hubie Halloween and how he has created the Sandalverse with Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore references. Yeah, there were some uh, Billy Madison shit, I believe, in there too, yeah, obviously. Uh, it says here, there are about 423 bold-faced names, give or take, who turn up in Hubie Halloween, Adam Sandler's giddy new Netflix horror comedy, including... Including Julie Bowen, Kevin James, Steve Buscemi. It's pronounced different than that. Um, Ray Liotta, June Squibb, George Wallace, Shaquille O'Neal. I forgot he was in there. And a who's who of SNL cast members. But one of the biggest cameos, though, was kept under wraps until the Hubies premiere earlier this week in the film's opening sequence. Ben Stiller reprises his role of the malicious, orderly Hal L. From Sandler's 96 favorite, Happy Gilmore. Appearance is all the more surprising given Stiller hasn't acted in a film since 2017's Brad's status. I did not realize it had been that long since he'd done a movie. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. I love him and our families are friends, Sandler told us. Uh, noting Ben's daughter, Ella Olivia Stiller, also acts in Hubie as a coffee barista. We talked about it and knew we'd have a good time doing that. Howell's Return is one of many references to past Sandler movies. There's the main character's full name, Hubie Dubois, which is uh, a nod to the actor's Cajun football player, Bobby Boucher, in The Water Boy. Uh, there's his love interest, Violet Valentine, a callback to Sandler's 90s trend to give his romantic interest double V initials for Veronica Vaughn. Uh, and Billy Madison, and to Virginia Bennett in Happy Gilmore, and to also to Vicky Valancourt in The Water Boy, as well as Valerie Varon in Little Nicky. I I never caught that that uh, the double V's. Um, there's a uh, a fully named Andy O'Doyle, a crimson-haired kid who's clearly a descendant of the Doyle ruffians. I do recall the O'Doyle rules part in there. That's from Billy Madison. That's good shit. Fucking O'Doyle rules! Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of shit. Nice callbacks. It, the mother of uh, Hubie. She's got some good shirts. I know that's good stuff. Oh man. Seeing some stuff here, I guess. Uh, talking about Rick Ocasek. As a... Uh, his uh, wife talking about spending her last hours with him as he he died. That's uh, yeah, he did die, right? <laughs> She's not talking. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, he died in September 2019. Love me some car stuff and Rick Ocasek, man. He uh, produced uh, I I don't know if all of it, but I know he at least produced like Weezer's first album the blue album I don't think he reproduced, produced all of their albums but I mean they've done a lot of albums but I know he did like uh, the at least the blue album and <clears throat> well I'm gonna have to go back in to do some Call of Duty I think here shortly maybe get uh, Angry Orchard get my uh, 
drink a drink on, have like a angry orchard, and uh, see about uh, keeping my KDR above average. See if maybe I can get a better, uh, hopefully, uh, better connection. As it has been shitty today. Afraid I was gonna have to place my uh, modem slash router again. It's a couple of years old now, but uh, shit can get a little pricey, you know. Hoping not to do that, but I need the internet. I'm learning computer programming and such, and I've got to play video games online. And there's a pandemic; I can't exactly go outside and do a whole lot. So I need something to be able to do. You know, watch Netflix and such. It's kind of a must. Uh, yeah. I, uh... I am looking forward to that, uh, release of that game. Uh, I mean, I really gotta get something to drink. Angry Orchard does sound like a good idea. Sadly, I never... I'm sure I talked about this years ago on the podcast, but when I made that hard cider myself, it did not turn out so well. I got a, still got that beer I can make. One of these days, I got to give it another go. I think it was the. I added uh, some organic honey to it, and I think the honey is what really gave it an awful flavor. Just organic honey that had kind of a weird taste to it anyway. Probably shouldn't have done that. Maybe I didn't clean the bottles out enough. I don't know. I don't know what I did, but it was it fucking horrible <laughs> what I made. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, get back to doing Call of Duty. Check out some shit. Hopefully, uh, I'm sure there's just gonna be a really shitty connection tonight because they're just everybody's on now that they've got PC, PlayStation, and and uh, Xbox all online. It's gotta be something crazy. Yeah, it's still saying I'm only getting like 60 frames per second on this. And that's with lowering the rending, rendering quality. So I would imagine. It's still not great connection. All right. Well, uh, as always, that's a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.